Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? Happy New Year's to everybody. Hope you had a great holiday. Gordon, how you doing, friend? I'm doing all right. Um, it was a good weekend. Um, I did run into the old friend off the truck, Tony. Oh, yeah? Um, before, I got, we get, before we get off the truck, Tony, let's um, say hello to Martin Mazik, joining us from New York once again. Martin, how are you doing this new year? Not too bad. Enjoying myself here That's in quarantine. Good. So We'll get to that momentarily. But real quick, Gordon, no what's going on with off the truck, Tony? <clears throat> it's, it's going to be more of personality types. And it's a personality type that probably drove us nuts as teenagers. We've known a few. Okay. So I was talking to off the truck Tony, and he's he's working on his uh, Kia Sorento. Ooh. He's cleaning it out. He's telling me that he's got these new off-road tires coming. I was like, that's cool. He goes, yeah, I was up Lee Canyon, and they asked me if I, I got my four-wheel drive that I put it in. I'm like, okay. Now I remember him saying it was front-wheel drive. I didn't want to argue with him. Didn't want to didn't want to cause a problem because I, I've been known to do that. And he went in the house, and I promptly climbed under his car mm-hmm. to take a peek and guess what was missing four-wheel drive drive shaft so it's front-wheel drive then it's front-wheel drive now my question to you and martin is why would a guy in his middle age lie about bullshit like that and uh, do i trust <laughs> anything that comes out of his mouth after that you know no uh, because he's trying is it, to, to be cool no, he, he wants to have the off-road tires on his car, even though clearly he's not going to do much off-roading other than driving through some sand because you're not going to do a whole lot of off-roading with a front-wheel drive. Um, but probably he's living that lie, if you will, so he can maintain that lie and make it into his uh, uh, a slogan that we like to use a lot nowadays is make it his truth. And so if he makes it his well, truth... Well, and I almost... I, I almost said, hey... Come with me. Let's let's come under your vehicle and take a peek. Because he says, yeah, well, all you got to do is hit a button, right? <laughs> now, if you want to hold on to this, this inaccuracy and this lie, sure. please tell me because there's no drive shaft going from your transaxle or your transmission back. So what is your rear wheels powered by air <laughs> and good dreams and wishes? I just I don't understand people like that. And 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 off the truck, Tony has been known. I've heard that he he's not a very truthful person and. That one, that one actually bothered me. I don't well, know why, but well, like I, I said, I, I just I, I looked over and I said, you know "What? I'm not going to let this. I'm going to don't start shit." I'm like, "No, I'm just going to call him on his bullshit." <laughs> well, like you I said, know? the reason he's trying I, to, I, live- I, got, I got more knowledge. Well, the guy doesn't think I got. You and I are very tactile people, right? We know how things work. Sure. And I don't think he realized he's talking to a guy how a lot of shit works because I probably got more knowledge right here than he's got in his fucking retarded body. But that's why he's off the truck, Tony, you know? Well, as I was going to say, so. the reason he's trying to live his lie and make it his truth is he probably convinced his better half that those tires are needed in case shit hit the fan or because he's going to go off-road on the weekends, whereas if she knew he had a two-wheel front-wheel drive, um, he would have to admit that he just wants them so that he can look cool. Like, you know, kind of like the guys you see driving the nice Ford Raptors with the Nitto Terra Grapplers and all that who never take them off-road. They're parking lot queens. They're, they do mall off-roading. Oh, yeah. The most off-roading they do is when they drive over cinder blocks. You know, those cats. 
Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is once he gets these tires, which are not made for unibody vehicle, so he's going to struggle, is say, hey, let's, uh, let's go out to the desert. See if we get <laughs> further. Now, granted, I'm in a Subaru. It is limited on how far it go, but it'll definitely get further in there. That cross track will definitely get further in there than a, a Sorento front wheel. Well, when you, you said know? Kia Sorento, I had to Google it because I'm trying to think of does Kia even have a four wheel <clears throat> drive SUV? And then I saw it's one of these, one of the crossovers they call them. It's a car that kind of has the, it's basically the front chassis of a smaller SUV, but it's on a car frame and it has the car suspension. And so it's really not remotely an off-road vehicle it's kind of the vehicles that we came out with when we were shamed in the early 2000s by the uh green movement for having escalades and hummer twos right. and suvs and the v8 trucks and that's when the suv market fell through the floor you know who created the first crossover right subaru yeah with that outback it's still a wagon so, it's essentially a wagon it's a lifted a lifted wagon so Martin, you kind of alluded to it, and this we wanted to bring on a few weeks back because um, we were talking about you know me living in Florida, Gordon living in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, being so close to California that some of the California oh, regulations man. bleed over in Nevada, um, not to the extent as California, not to the extent that they're trying to recall a governor like California is. I think the last time I checked, they're six hundred thousand signatures away from getting them on the ballot. And I was explaining to him, I kind of feel like I'm one of the few people who live in, a, in an open, free state nowadays. And but kind of for ca- contrast and comparison, you live up northeast. How are things going in New York? Oh, it's crazy. They uh, they change the, the the I guess the line in the sand, if you will, like every other week. Uh, the uh, in terms of like school closings down in the city, um, you know, they're completely closed. Uh, but now they started opening up the elementary schools and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the schools where they service kids of high needs, where, you know, really the parents need the kids out of the house or just their own support or the kids get so many services at the schools. Uh, so they're sending those kids in, but then all the other kids, they're completely remote. But now the, the number was like at 6% closure. Now it's up to 9%. And now just today, the governor said that uh, if it even goes over 9%, the schools still can stay open. So that's a whole different thing. And then um, in terms of like the vaccination, you know, uh, who they're giving it to, who's got to get it, the story of like uh, who's got to get mandated. I, there was a bill that's on the table right now up here in New York. Uh, was it A416 right? or something like that? I sent it to Gordon yeah, the other day. Like Where uh, essentially, uh, if you read it, it sounds like they can practically hog tie me and uh, – Put the damn needle in my arm if I refuse uh, is what it sounds like it's on the bill. Yeah, it's the New York State Assembly Bill A416. And I was reading it the other day. Now, obviously, we're not lawyers, and so the legal ease of it along the way gets a little hectic. But basically, what it boils down to is in the middle of a pandemic or a health crisis, if the government um, deems Martin as being a uh, health risk, let's say. Now, first and foremost, are you still on your exodus from the city? Are you still in the suburbs? Yeah, up in the mountains. Okay, so you're up in the mountains. Well, let's say you're still back in the city, and um, you decided for Christmas, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna break the mandate. We're gonna have over 10, 15 people. And let's say one of your brown shirt neighbors drops a dime on you, and the government comes if this bill were to pass, and they force you guys to get tested because that's in the bill. Testing, um, vaccination, 
mandate vaccination and um, treatment. So let's say they came to your house and discovered you and your wife, or just you, had COVID or the pandemic of the future, because if this thing passes. At that point, the government would have the power to decide that you need to be detained at either a health facility or an off-site facility, depending on how busy they were at the health facility, i.e. hospital, and you would remain under their detainment until they found you healthy enough to return home. That sounds a little... uh, well, it sounds Orwellian, like, isn't it? <laughs> that sounds familiar to you know some policies they had back in 1939 or whatever. Now, is this a guy that was a Time Magazine Man of the Year who had this kind of policy? No, this is something that's on the books. They're trying. It's going to get uh, voted on. They're trying. It's um. Let me see who's introduced. Six, introduced by um M of a M of a Perry. That's weird. M of a Perry. I don't know if it's two people. Uh, read once refers to community health. Uh, yep, and so. Once you've been detained, they can force you to take any medication and or um, vaccination that they require before they return you back into the wild. Right. Now, mm. isn't this something that kind of have going on over across the uh, waterfall from you over in Canada? I think they have similar policies going on over there. I think it may be where they got the idea for some of this stuff. Well, it's just it's just scary along the lines there. Uh, I mean, uh, a couple... Um, well, a year ago, when our daughter started uh, pre-K three, the city of New York has a law now that uh, if the kids are pre-K three, pre-K four, or kindergarten, uh, they're mandated to have the flu shot. And that was the first time that I realized this is before pre uh, about maybe six months before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's September of uh, nineteen. Yeah, uh, we had to make. The decision of do we enroll our child in school for you know social and emotional and you know academic purposes at the age of three and force the flu shot into her which we were still debating uh as a whole family we decided to get it because we just figured well if she's got to get it we'll get it too but uh you know just as a parent that was the first time that something like that was like really forced upon you how old is I your mean, tri- how old is your oldest uh, child She's going to be five, so she's going to be starting kindergarten. Um, now, up up here where we're at now, uh, all the schools are open, but all you hear about in the local media, it's just craziness because they're open. But uh, just here uh, over the holiday break, a uh, bunch of high school kids had a, a rager, uh, what they call a super spreader, uh, and they already knew a week going into the – between Christmas and New Year's, they had already canceled the next two weeks. So, I mean – Hell, these high school kids up here now are just like, well, you know, the best way to close down school is we all just throw a party. So now there's also talk about, uh, you know, if you have such a super spreader event and you're a parent uh, or, you know, you host these uh, events, uh, you're looking at uh, legal troubles yourself. And actually the one that was that was just uh, broken up was hosted by two teachers, two local teachers, I guess. They must have high school kids, and then they threw a rager. Or these are the same teachers we used to hear a lot about five, six years ago who were constantly getting arrested, females, by the way, for uh, inappropriate relationships with minors. Maybe they're trying to, oh, yeah. maybe they're having a speed dating uh, party. Hey, while we're talking about things, I, I know you brought up flu, and I wanted to ask you, Martin, do you, have you had any kind of indication of what the flu season has been like so far this year? Because we got awesome. an interesting story out of the uh, Southern Nevada Health District that, that makes you scratch your head a little bit. 
Yeah, up here in Albany uh, and uh, upstate New York, there's a local uh, guy who's been busting the local chops. Uh, literally, it's like uh, two reported cases versus like, I, I want to say in the multiple thousand cases at this time last year, it's almost like it just disappeared. Yeah, and, and it's kind of interesting. Same here. So this comes out from our health district. And this was uh, back on December the uh, 20th. Flu season arrived uh, and the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously we're still seeing a rise in cases. However, there appears to be a positive sign for all the social distancing. So they're saying the social distancing and the washing of your hands and wearing the face coverings are helping them lower the flu. And, and, and so as of uh, December the 12th, they've had five hospitalized cases and zero deaths. And last year, and this is in, in Clark County, Nevada, last year by this time, it that time it was 433, I'm sorry, 463 hospitalizations and 10 deaths. Now, you know, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would think that they were shifting some of the, um, some of the diagnoses over to the COVID. Shuffling some titles around. You well, know, you know, I hear that they're getting money out of it. So I don't know. Yeah. The truth. One of the scary things about the COVID. Please fact check me. Obviously <laughs> now, you know, Thank God they got the the treatment of it right. Mm -hmm. And we also heard that, you know, early stages, a lot of the elderly who were passing away fell in the timeline of people who would have passed away of those other causes three months later if they wouldn't have gotten COVID. But there are some crazy, scary side effects. I know some, I know a handful of people here locally who've gotten it. And one of them um, is still dealing with, and it's been, I think they're on day 18 or 19. For the last 10 mm -hmm. days, um, first, they, we all heard about the no taste thing. You see people on TikTok biting in onions and all that. And that was all kind of fun and all that. Then this person got to the point where everything they smell smells like the ashtrays from the parties that we used to have in the 90s. And they are oh. five days past their 14 days, and they still haven't gotten their taste is at 20%, and all they smell all day long is cigarette smoke. And if you Google it, you'll see like COVID-19. There, there is a side effect where everything smells like cigarette smoke. And I was communicating with somebody on TikTok, and they said that um, they lost their smell and taste over six months ago and haven't gotten it back. That is a... Oh, wow. I mean, out of all... Of that long hauler, right? Well, I mean, out of all the horrible things that can happen to you with a disease, um, that sort of long-term effect, obviously, yes... There are other horrible long-term effects out there, but compared to anything you get from the flu, could you imagine permanently losing your taste or your smell factory that from now on everything smells like secondhand smoke? That's just fucking insane. Hey, have you tried Have you tried every diet out there imaginable? <laughs> We've got a new one for you. Yeah, COVID-19. COVID-19 diet where you don't have taste or smell and don't want to eat. And when you do get your smell back, everything yeah. smells like secondhand smoke. Too soon? Oh, that's just too soon. Ah, uh, that's fucking yeah. horrible. That's weird. <laughs> smells like the old girlfriend you had as a non-smoker that used to smoke. Yeah. Well, the, exactly. The, the big thing up here in New York right now uh, too is I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, so uh, Cuomo uh, was all against gatherings. You know, you can't be uh, together for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But now that the Bills are in the playoffs and he wants to go because he gets wine and dine in the press boxes. He's now open and given the okay that they can have the Bills playoff game this week. Uh, How the hypocrisy and, and, just shows. And he's, a, he's attending. He's attending. Of course. I'm sure his bank course, account no, just like, got a he, couple more zeros into it. That's all. 
Well, it's funny. So I was watching the local news this morning and they were talking about how despite Governor Steve's pleading, uh, don't go out on the strip for New Year's, stay home. There was tens of thousands of people, including one Adam Carolla, on the strip. What they're not saying is these are all motherfuckers from California who are beat, basically refugees for the mm -hmm. weekend coming here to get away. So uh, it's such, and that's the problem with the news, is such disingenuous headlines. And they'll discuss one little narrow view, right? Yeah. They won't get the whole big picture in there because then it doesn't really work out too well. Um, like the $2,000, you know, oh, you know, the Republicans voted down the $2,000 that President Trump wanted. Yeah, but he also wanted to get rid of the pork. So, yeah. you know. No, you got to make your lobbyists happy. Ways. I had a thought today. I was talking to somebody. Um, it'll be interesting to see, not that we would ever have access to this, but can you imagine the amount of money that was lost on New Year's Eve strictly on DUI, arrest, oh court fees, and impound fees? <laughs> There's uh, the court system and the tax revenue that was lost this year just on, you know, drunken, disorderly arrest, DUI arrest, assault arrest, all that bail money, all that court fees, all that shit, the DUI schools, the impounding of the car, all that just went away. <laughs> Absolutely. You've got that. And then like in Las Vegas, I mean, we've already took it on the we've taken it in the fucking gut. You went Better from 350,000 people on a New Year's Eve weekend to tens of thousands. Well, Martin can tell you, because he's been down there before, before all this happened. He's been the guy wearing uh, adult diapers down there in New York Times Square on New Year's Eve. Is that with the Planet Fitness hat? Well, no, I'm talking about previous to this year. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That was a weird video. I'll never, never do that again. <laughs> but what we saw this year, that was super just weird. I mean, that's two things New York's yeah, known for. That's the definitely a tourist. Well, it's a tourist thing, but that's two huge revenue streams too that New York lost this year. One, the marathon, and two, yeah, two New Year's New Year's Eve. I mean, they had a small handful of people down oh. there, but that that TV footage was just weird. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. The, uh, and and then just yeah, and then on top of that, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving Day parade was uh, virtual. Yeah, I mean everything. And then, there, and then on top, there was on no top that, uh, Rose Bowl parade or any of that stuff either. You know, it's that's and, and the the crime the crime rate. Uh, I just saw the other day. Uh, it's like murders are a hundred and something percent. Uh, they haven't seen crime like this since like twenty some years. And uh, you know that was the thing. Uh, I mean, there was nights I was in Harlem. Uh, I I never honestly felt unsafe in New York City. Uh, not once, not really once. And I've been up to the Bronx, you know, uh, all over. And I could never say that I ever felt like threatened or really truly unsafe. Uh, but then within the last three to four years, there's just been moments where you feel, okay, uh, there, I don't feel the police are going to come. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, I feel like there's just, it's a wild, wild west. And you've got these roaming gangs of kids on bikes, I don't know if you saw that uh, busting bikes over top of cars for no reason. Yeah, I saw uh, a guy uh, got ran over and pushed into a bakery window. <laughs> that bakery just opened was, that day, and uh, road rage event was, guy ended up driving him through like, the window. Yeah, and Martin, like a, a month ago there was a guy with a flamethrower on top of a bus. Well, that was a that was a hip hop video. Back shit going on now. <laughs> that was a hip hop video. He didn't pull a permit for. So. No, so check this out to bolster Martin Steele. And then this comes in from the Washington Post, you know, uh, 
Anyway, it says homicides skyrocket across the U.S. during pandemic while robberies and rapes plummet. Hmm. So police say protest COVID-related budget cuts forced them to move officers away from proactive crime. I absolutely believe that. I know this is a a, a right-leaning, um, I believe the Washington Post is, because their tagline is democracy dies in darkness. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's gotten so bad out there. Everything is going through the roof, and, and that's where I don't know how Biden's plan is going to work out for him. Well, I want to change the you subject know? a little bit. Um before we before we have to do the forty minute split here because of the the um, Zoom, yeah. um, I got my six hundred dollars, and uh, you know things are kind of all over the place. People's personal security, you know, some people are feeling at risk. Mm. Ammunition's hard to come by. I already or have enough. Expensive. Expensive. I, I just bought nine millimeter remanufactured for fifty seven cents a effing round. Poor Martin can't even buy a firearm where he lives, but uh, I'm sorry, Martin. So I was I was thinking of an alternative way to protect myself and my family. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, like over the last two weeks, there's there's something that's been floating around the internet that clearly is the most badass personal protection weapon that one can buy. And it's very affordable. And so I decided that, you know, I could, you know, I got knives, I got firearms, and I just want to change things up. So I figure I would reveal it here for our audience. And so here it is. Oh, my God. You've got the, <laughs> you've got the, you've got the bigoted white boy drink right there, huh? You know, I've never had a twisted. What is it with this twisted tea thing right now? I, I, I didn't get it. Because you don't watch TikTok enough. Um, there is a video. Some asshole oh, was at a convenience store screaming at somebody to hit him. And there's uh -huh. a guy in line with a twisted IT. Now, he wanted to be a cool guy. And he went to do the cocktail flip, and he dropped it on the floor. And the guy went kicked like it. Chomp. And so he bent down, picked it up, and smashed it upside the guy's head. It busted, and then he punched him in the mouth. And so that's why you're seeing all these memes about, you know, instead of guns, people are getting twisted iced teas because in that video, the guy got his fucking head knocked off with a can of twisted <laughs> iced tea. And so you're seeing all these videos on TikTok now, people opening up their gun cases and pulling out twisted iced tea and this, that, and the other thing. But that's why, Mr. T. that's why you're seeing Mr. it. T? Because dude got, yeah, his, him Mr. T now. Dude got his <laughs> wig split with a twisted iced tea. I've never had one before. It's not too bad. I don't know what the alcohol percent is on this thing. I didn't even realize this was a hard tea. I was like looking in the soda aisle for it, and I finally realized it's got alcohol in it. Thus, the twisted. Hey, I got one for you guys. Let's shift the gears a little. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever been? No. And this good for you, Martin. This this will be good good for you to uh, chime in. Has your old lady ever looked at you and say, "What the fuck are you doing?" With an idea to get a job accomplished. Like they don't believe oh. it's gonna work, they don't have any faith in you. Well, uh, I think it's every male out there. <laughs> well, funny story. I uh, I've been doing a little uh, remodeling and whatnot, and uh, trying to to do a few things. Uh, we bought a house up here, but it's, uh -huh. it needs a lot of work. So, I've been getting up at four in the morning during my my break and uh, getting over there. It's about an hour drive. I get I get some things done. I come back. My my wife's like, I'm not seeing any progress. So finally, uh, I brought her over there the other day and I made her do uh, an install with me on her own sort of. And she saw how much she got done in one day and she finally apologized. But uh, for like two nights, I was taking a browbeating on the phone. 
Uh-huh. And it was ridiculous. She had like an unimaginable. I don't know if she's been watching too many. Uh, HGM, oh yeah. Like TV. Hey, no, it's you a know, damn uh, that damn Pinterest page and all that crap. So so exactly, check this yeah. out. Check this out. This weekend I've got one oleander I got left to pull out, which is done now. So I'm out there in the back and I'm digging and I'm I'm trying to, and our our ground is extremely hard out here. What um, is it? The oleander bush. I got a puppy now and oh. I don't want to kill it with a, a poisonous tree, a bush. Oh. So I'm I'm swinging away and the thing's only five six years old the, the the bush and I'm having a hard time getting down into the roots and I'm looking I'm like hmm there's the gate that's a straight shot to the street. Don may know where I'm going with this. Hell, Martin may know where I'm going with this. I, I think know. I'm going to go buy some rope. Don, <laughs> what would you do? You know, tie it to the back of your car? You got it. Yeah. So I went and got some I rope. Tied it to the back of my car. So I'm, you know, going crosswise across the street, but I back up onto the sidewalk. And it's not going to work. I said, all I'm trying to do is loosen it enough. It's not going to come popping out. And then it's all over the place. It's, you know, going to loosen it enough so I can get in there with the Sawzall and go after those big ass roots. And I go and I, I get the rope. And what kind of rope did you use? I went rope? to, I Climbing went and rope? got some paracord. It's only 244 working uh, pounds working load. I doubled up on them. I got two of them because they're, they're cheap at Home Depot. Uh, it's about 100 foot between my car and there. So there, there's some distance. I attached it. I pulled it. I pulled it. I pulled it. Then I undid it and backed up the car, pulled it again. And she's like, you're embarrassing me. Putting black marks in your driveway. No. no it's all wheel drive. It didn't even, it didn't even, it didn't even squeal the tires. I didn't pull that hard. Uh, and then uh, I pulled again. I said, here's the deal. I'm just trying to loosen the son of a bitch up. <laughs> so it worked. I mean, I ended up popping the rope, but uh, it worked. Got in there and got the son of a bitch out. But uh, it's like, why are you doubting me? This is this is common knowledge. When you want to get rid of a plant or a tree, especially if you, you rip that son bitch out, hook that son bitch up and pull. Well, you know, it's not her fault. Um, I don't know what great. You know, what? I think I just had a thought. I don't. Maybe it'll change in the future because they no longer do this. Remember when we all had to take sex sex ed in school, and they would separate the boys from the girls and take the boys to learn about their organs and the girls to learn about their organs. Uh-huh. I had Mr. Johnson at Brook Park. I went to Park Street, <laughs> I don't which know why is, I remember that. Um, I had Mr. Trudeau at Park Street, but anyhow, um, <laughs> I had some short old lady at Hamilton Middle School. <laughs> well, I the, actually the the middle school at Grove City was the second time. The first time I took any sort of sex ed was the one I've talked about before at Hamilton South Elementary, which completely corrupted my mind because in the video the woman said, and I quote, and I can remember this from fifth grade: "You're not a pervert if you think about having sex all day. You're a pervert if you think about having sex with an elephant all day." Now, this was a sex ed video from the mid-70s, so clearly they're a little more open about it back then. But um, I think that's when they Is fed it just in- an elephant? I don't know. I think that's when they <laughs> fed into the girls when they separated us that you uh-huh. can't ever trust your man to know what he's doing. You could be a brain surgeon, right? You could right. be a, a brain doctor, a neurosurgeon, and your wife will have a migraine, and you can take some Excedrin and do this, drink this. And it won't go away to her satisfaction. She's like, some brain doctor, you are some bitch. She, you know, she just has no faith in you. But then she goes to work next day. Nurse Sally at the keyboard. What's the matter, Sally? I got a migraine. Really? You know, my husband's a neurosurgeon, and he says the thing to do is this, this, and this, and it works perfectly. Even though the same thing she just told her the night before, she's bitching in front of your company that it doesn't work. But 
when she's not in your sphere, she can tell people the things that you know a lot about the stuff that you know about. But when it comes between the two of you, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, so, what are you so, doing? What so are you doing? you're saying that uh, she doesn't want you to know that she has faith in you? I'm just saying I've heard a few times, some computer guy you are, can't get more stuff working. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call. Uh, for some reason, text now um, refreshed our phone number that I pay for. So we've got a new number. Give us a call, 239-990-3919. That's fun. Um, let me see how much time we got left. We're still going good. Hey, um, you know, we talk about the easiest job in the world has to be fashion. Because fashion is one of those few jobs where you can just refresh styles from 15 years ago and push it out as new and everybody buys into it, right? Yeah. Well, I swear, like in the 90s, remember when we worked at Galleons? Mm hmm. Everybody's wearing stuff. I was stuff looking from at the all 70s. the fucking basketball shit. I'm like, what is it? These guys say, let's, what is the ugliest fucking shoe we can invent oh, yeah. and sell for a ton of money? Because Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, basketball fans. These shoes are fucking ugly, especially in the 90s. They look like moon boots. Okay. Well, we hit our nine minute countdown, but, um, I want to get to this subject real quick before we come back. Um, it's happening now. Um, we kind of revisited the 90s and the mid-2000s, but it's come back hard now. I was at Moe's. Now, I don't know if these girls were down here on vacation, but let me just, exp- there? Let me just explain the um, Moe's Southwest Grill, for those of you who don't know. It's, it's kind of like a better Chipotle, um, yeah, which anything's a better Chipotle. So I walk in, and first and foremost, I have to say they had urge overkill on the radio. So, okay, we're, we're already in the 90s. But stand in front of me are three girls, probably between 19 and 21. Uh-huh. First girl had on a maroon Minnesota college t-shirt. Okay. So, I'm sorry, sweatshirt, real short. White turtleneck popping out. Okay. Jeans rolled up with um, white Nikes on. Straight up looked like she was walking out of the 90s. Her friend had on a uh, t-shirt tucked into her pants. Pants pulled up. Um, pants not tight rolled but rolled up had on the black doc martens and their other friend had hair pulled up had on the layered shirt tucked into the pants had on the chuck taylors i swear to god martin all three of them look like they just walked out of sophomore class at grove city high school 1996 but between that and the urge overkill going on i was like literally i thought i was having flashbacks so the only thing mis- missing was hemp necklaces and bracelets? Yes, the hemp necklaces was the only thing. That mi- well, these are more like the preppy girls, you know. They, uh, yeah, the guest jean wearing yeah, early they, 90s. Yeah, but they had the Doc Martens on. Their pants were rolled up high above their shoe. The the kicker, yeah, the gold cross on the outside of their turtleneck? No, the kicker for me, though, was the T-shirt <laughs> and the long sleeve shirts tucked into the pants, completely tucked in. They weren't doing the front tuck like you see the 30 and 40 year old chicks doing. They completely tucked in, pants pulled up, had the turtleneck on underneath the sweatshirts, the whole Is nine it the, yards. The high waisted pants that make them look like they got a belly? Not, not, no, because that, that was more 1980s and then came back. No, this is straight up like 1990s, like literally that you can go through my yearbook and hold it up the from our Grove City ah. yearbook from 1996, 1997, and these girls would look like they walked off of page 45. It was it was the craziest thing fucking ever. And There's a nine inch nail shirt. We're missing a nine inch nail shirt. Yeah, right. Completely, completely. Uh, Red hot chili peppers, maybe a little Nirvana. Yeah, Pearl Jam. <laughs> Bring them back the uh, Backstreet Boys. Tell you what, before we go out, I was out of high school before that happened. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad we went to school in the '90s, Martin, because. I wouldn't want to look back at my prime with wearing styles from the 1980s, even though right now that's the cool thing. Like, oh, Wonder Woman 1984. Look, 
the 80s weren't cool the first time around. Don't try to convince everybody that they were cool the second time around. I think I had a Sonic Youth shirt on in one of my senior pictures. Yep. I posted my senior picture last week. Hey, before we go to our break real quick, um, I want to get this out of the way. This is the TikTok lesson of the week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several years, the whiskey will get better. But the same is not true for people. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. For those of you streaming live on Facebook, <laughs> Periscope, Twitch. I make sure I understood that YouTube. last line. The same is not true for people. Yeah, you want, re- want me to replay that? Here you go. If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several years, the whiskey will get better. But the same is not true for people. So you guys uh, tuning in on the streaming services, you guys hang tight. Martin, thank you so much for hanging out with us and give us an update on New York. I hope uh, you guys thank stay you, healthy up there. And you guys, we will be right back momentarily. And we are back. We try to do that as back. quick as possible because sometimes we discover that if you do it quick enough, that uh, the, the same stream will maintain. They just kind of treat it like there was an interference or an interruption in the buffer, if you will. And so mm-hmm. we are back yeah. Showing as it ended, though. What's that? Yeah. Showing that it ended. It'll, It'll come refresh. back. Um, I think YouTube maintains the um, the the livelihood in the stream, but no, seriously. And I um, I was watching another video online, and they're scanning through the room, and at a public location, three different girls had on the same black and white mini checker pants with the black Doc Martens, and so Doc Martens are definitely coming back hard in 2021 with the young cats. And they're all wearing the Gibsons and uh, the eight eye. And there you go. Some of the blood red, the ox blood. No, they're just sporting the black ones right now. I don't know if they're they're quite I, ready to move into the realm of multicolored Doc Martens. I don't know. So I've looked at Doc Martens in the last ten years, mm-hmm. and they look just like shit. The soles don't look right. They just say airwear on the bottom. They the labeling is different. It just to me, it, even that. The soles don't feel as high a quality. I was Christmas shopping for a teenager a few years back, uh-huh. and I discovered that Doc Martin was like making tennis shoes now too. So I think what happened is I think after the '90s and the mid 2000s, when when they kind of fell off the mainstream, because you know when you first started wearing them, and you know the only place in Columbus you could get them was OSU campus. You had to go to Avalon Shoe Salon or you know the places yep. like that, and then. They kind of blew up and went big and then got to the point where you can get them at TJ Maxx and JCPenney and pretty much anywhere. And Except it, for Payless, thank God. No. <laughs> Payless Airwalks was, went to Payless. I was hey. going to say, Payless is where everything that everything, goes to die. Yeah, yeah, that's the last stop shoe on the shoe. Shoe brands go to die. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't want to get into the Airwalk thing because we did a good 20 minutes on it before, but they're oh, definitely yeah. the best uh, example of if you want to kill a brand. By not uh, following your demographic, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. So, any uh, any any big to do over the weekend? Did you all just uh, hang out? Did you have mortars blowing off of your house? Because I was picking up a bunch of that shit out of my yard. This I did have mortars Saturday. blowing up over top of my house. Well, we're in Florida, and so the mortars started early. I mean. That people start getting drunk down here and they're like, okay, it's kind of dark enough. And so like, it's not even dark yet. I mean, you can still walk down the street and, and not <laughs> run anything. It's dark ish. 
they were going from like 6 p.m. until like 2.45 a.m. It was all night long. And you and I were trying to do an OG5 podcast. That's right, OG5 members. Head over to um, Patreon, and uh, we have a video and a audible format of the OG5 podcast. And just a little hint, a little secret uh, to you non-Patreon subscribers. If you head over to the Digital 410 YouTube channel, we actually made the New Year's Eve video public. And so... Um, you want to get a little glimpse about uh, the OG5 podcast, you can go watch the video over on YouTube and um, give you an idea of why you should go sign up for Patreon. Other than the fact that you want to support the channel, I'm trying to share the new video. That's why I'm looking down at my phone. But, yeah, you can go over there and check it out and uh, and Where's figure out, what, you figure out hey, this is worth a dollar a month. That's all yeah. we ask, a dollar a month. And this is help. where the libation started before the show. Yeah, we were – that was a – we played a lot of music on that show. I haven't got my pee-pee slapped yet by... Um, I mean, from YouTube? <laughs> from YouTube, but I'm sure I will. You got those Amazon hubs out there, right? Yes. But That's as we few. discovered two episodes ago, that you were one of these crazies who allow your random Amazon driver in your garage door. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure they've been pretty much vetted. There's not a whole lot of high-end stuff they could jack out of my garage. No, it's hard to... <laughs> It's hard to qualify this question with you because where you live and the fact that your house was robbed. But I saw my first Amazon hub today in my neighborhood, not my neighborhood, but within a five mile radius, let's say. And You're talking about two million square foot building? No, I'm talking about a eight foot by five foot bright orange box on the side of a 7-Eleven oh. that says oh, Amazon yeah. hub. Yours actually said hub. Ours actually has funny names. I think the one over there by Vons is called Gouda. Well, no, it says Amazon Hub, and then up in the right-hand corner it says, Hi, my name is has some weird, stupid name on yeah. it. But you, if you live in the neighborhood that's not gated where you have porch pirates, and that's my whole thing is I think the Amazon Hub is an indicator of how bad your uh, community mm-hmm. is. I think they call them lockers out here, which is essentially what it is. And so you go there, and you, you scan the code on your phone, and the door pops open, and you can get the stuff that, well, you can't leave on your porch because of damn porch pirates. And, and so I definitely think that's a, an indicator, if you will, that your neighborhood is not safe as it once was. Yeah, and I, I think porch pirates know no bounds. I think they're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Would that ubiquitous? I wonder ubiquitous. if that'll become like a um you know how when you used to buy a house you would do it by school zone? Oh, I gotta see, you know, my kids are going to school zone, this and that and everything else. Not in Las Vegas. It's all the same school district. Well, down here <laughs> we have we have uh, school choice. You can go to whatever school you want. But what I'm getting to is Let's see. I'm looking at this house. Let's see how many Amazon hubs are within a three-mile radius. Ooh, 15. Maybe we shouldn't buy that property because clearly they have a theft problem. So oh, you, you the pull closest that up, one's right? 30 miles away. We're buying here. So do you pull that up before or after you do the perv check? Um, I think before because I think, I think the likelihood of your package being stolen versus the likelihood of your child being diddled by a perv is far more greater to have your package stolen. So I think you would look for the Amazon hubs first and then maybe after, you know, seeing how many Starbucks and pizza delivery and Chinese delivery joints are within the delivery radius of that home, then maybe you'd check on the, the location of the closest perfs to your house. I mean, I, that's just me. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Oh, Marty. Marty just responded. I guess he's Marty Farty now. Okay. I failed to respond. It is part of New York. I can get a long gun with a background check. I have to live at my address for at least two years and then follow the local police registration rules. 
not to do with the long guns. So it doesn't mean you could get an AR. Yeah, you're buying gun. a twenty. You're buying a twenty-two long rifle to go squirrel hunting. Or are you buying an AR? Nah, Oops. you ain't getting it. See more. Um, friends of mine in uh, Jersey, you in Jersey you actually have to buy a firearm light uh, purchasing light, not the same one that the gun dealers get, but just to purchase a firearm, you have to get a license and a background state background check before you go to the gun store to get the federal background check. So you actually have to purchase a license just to go to the store and buy a shotgun or a hunting I rifle. Saw, I saw somewhere that a representative, I don't know if it's a congresswoman or a senator, is proposing a 50% tax on ammunition. It's the same old tricks. Remember when gas was $5 yeah, against, a gallon? So you, you're slamming the poor and you're slamming the middle class, just like if they require tax stamps. If I had to get a tax stamp on every every high capacity magazine and my rifle and yeah, stuff i'd be more than what i put into my fucking guns well like i said it's kind of like remember when we were at the peak of the um environmental carbon footprint that's why when obama was in office he was getting hit and slammed by the green movement so bad the gas was five dollars a gallon I'll tell you right now if that shit happens again someone's losing their tundra could be in a subaru <laughs> no, i'll be back in a taco i need a truck because i have to haul six foot ladders and wire that's the whole reason I went to a truck to begin with is after the work van took a shit, I needed the ability to uh, transport loads of crap to job sites. Yep, I use a roof rack. I mean, I would like a truck. I just don't want to pay truck money. Truck money is expensive this, these these days. Yeah, trucks aren't, uh, they're not, no more a bed seat and a rubber floor and an AMFM radio anymore. Now they're pure luxury. Driving I don't want to, living room. I don't want to slam this person too bad because I, Still follow him on TikTok, and I wish him the best. But um, I had something. I wanted to start the year off with a second guest other than Martin. Oh. Oh. Martin says, yes, ARs are fine because it is a long gun. Interesting. That is the That's same good. New York long guns, blah, blah, blah. Handguns yeah, they probably got 10 mountain rifles. Oh, right handguns are impossible in New York City. But anyhow, I was, I was wanting to have a guest on. Um, this guy's on TikTok. I'm not going to say his name. I'll probably give his identity away just by talking about him, but he's an openly gay conservative guy. And so, yeah, he, and so he, um, and actually I follow a, a, quite a handful of those, uh, those people. What do you mean those people? But you know, I, I, I we talked before about the, um, the lesbian chick who was a diehard Bernie supporter until she started doing her independent research about all the stuff saying about Trump. Then she realized, Hey, something don't add up. And then she gets all the hate. And uh, I, you know, the lesbian chick that we played, few weeks back um it's funny to see the hate they get from the left all oh, conservatives don't like you guys because you're gay well clearly that's not so anyhow um no i don't want the government in the bedroom yeah exactly I don't want it in my gun safe you know <laughs> and so this particular gentleman and a handful of other quote-unquote influencers are having a rally here in lee county on a certain day and they're selling tickets for it and i said hey you want to come on my podcast and he private messaged me, what's the name, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, how long is it? Well, usually, because of Zoom, you know, our interviews only last 40 minutes, <laughs> unless you want to stick around longer. Okay, cool. Um, when do you do it? Yeah, it's, okay. Well, you know, I usually charge because I'm getting so many requests to come on podcasts. He clearly thinks he's dealing with somebody who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I didn't reply. Like no, I said. I Okay, cool. Now, good luck, buddy. I'm not saying our podcast is all that great. 
All I'm saying is you're having an event that you're selling tickets for in the town in which I do a live stream and I have a podcast been doing so for three years. I also worked in radio in this town for six and a half years. I have booked or have been had guests booked via proxy through the radio station and other sources. Um, people far more famous than this guy is. Not that he's even famous. I think he has like 100,000 followers, which is nothing to sneeze at. I'm not besperching the guy at all. But once again, he wants to charge to come on my podcast. Um, I'm trying to have you on my podcast so that perhaps some of my audiences would enjoy your views and want to pay the 510. I don't even know how much he's charging for tickets and come buy your tickets and support you. And in return, maybe some of your audience would check out my podcast and some of them might like the mediocre entertainment which we provide here and download a few more episodes to see if maybe they want to stick around. It's a win-win for both of us. Back to the radio thing. I have we, The show that I produced has everybody on from Jonathan Davis, Chester Bennington before he died, in the studio... Marlon Wayans, Sinbad, Tom Green, Chris Jericho, uh, freaking Eddie Munster. Fitzdog. Didn't Fitzdog get on there? Uh, I'm sure he's been down there. So many people, I, I can't remember half of them. Those are just the reason those all came to my head is I saw the pictures on my Facebook. All those guys were down, and ladies were down there pushing an event, selling a book, doing a charity thing, whatever. They didn't charge to come on the radio station because they were trying to get that show's audience to come buy their tickets or donate to their charity or whatever the event was. And these are people with a bigger audience, a bigger name than this particular person. And I'm just like, wow, chart. you want to chart? I didn't even ask. Like I I didn't even respond. I'm like, don't even want to. I, for content's sake, I should ask him how much. But at that point, it's just like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not interested. So let me get this right. The mm -hmm. reason we're making this short story long is so could you could use the word besmirch. Yes. That's my vocabulary <laughs> okay. word of the Perfect. day. Besmirched. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I could throw yeah, behoove you like in there. That, it though. would behoove him and behoove us if to have him on. Behoove. I think behoove's yeah. underused. Yeah, it is. It was overused there for a while when I was in school. Really? From the teachers. But um, yeah, no, uh, you know a word People I learned. I, from get, I, I have no, I have no desire to deal with. It's just somebody yeah. out there money grabbing and, and looking for a sucker. Well, I will say, ironically, you posted a TikTok today complaining that someone said the only reason he um, does his videos is to sell merch, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, you know, you know a word I picked up from the Van Wilder movie: inordinate. An inordinate amount of whatever. That's when. Um, oh, like a stupid amount. The, the blonde chick that Van Wilder was trying to hook up with, she was dating, you know, because Van Wilder, I don't, let's be honest, it was a, just it was a remake of Animal House, but anyhow, uh, just like PCU was, just like old school was, but anyhow, Van Wilder going after uh, the chick, I forget her name, she ended up with a bad boob job. So and, is it time for another remake of Animal House? Um, I don't know. It's been a while. But anyhow, when... Her boyfriend was giving her attitude about the fact that she had been spending an inordinate amount of time with Van Wilder. I was like, that's a good word. Do you know who that movie was based off of? Burt Kreischer. Really? 
He is Van Wallen. You're talking to the machine shirtless Burke Kreischer. He was. Kreischer, who's actually a underground. I was listening to a, a podcast, actually, with a, one of the biggest podcasters out there. And they're talking about Burke Kreischer mm-hmm. and how he is actually a, a stud as an athlete. He's got unnatural athletic ability. Well, he's supposed to, I think he's the host of that new big show on TBS with all the the panelists you never heard of. But no, the fact that and the whole storyline behind Van Wilders, he's been in college for eight years, even though he did get a doctor because he wants to be there and party and don't want to grow up. That whole thing is based loosely off of Burt Kreischer in college. It sounds like Varsity Blue, too. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like being on a snowboard. You see a fat guy. You didn't, yeah, I'd, I'd surprise you. But, uh, yeah. How'd you like that video I sent you of the chick snowboarding in ski boots? <laughs> so I thought two things. First thing I thought is, hmm, a skier is borrowing their, their buddy's uh, mm-hmm. equipment. But don't want to rent Two, I was like, yeah, that's just going to suck. Yeah, because <laughs> you need ankle movement. You need, an- you need yes, lateral flexibility. And that's just crazy. I remember in the nineties, man, just seeing all these gapers trying to navigate steps and ski boots and, and, and struggling and us and our, our, our soft boots with snowboards, even though mine was pretty stiff, you just fly down and just run, you know, uh, actually do plan on getting on the hill this year. And I think we're going to take the pup up to Utah with us to do it. So he had his, uh, the doggy had his first, uh, semi-long road trip we had him in the car for about two and a half hours on saturday nice he did great whimpered just half a second farted a bunch otherwise he's great them short snout dogs in gas i don't get it so over the holiday season i think most of y'all might have picked up the new call of duty that Uh, broken piece of shit (laughs) Yeah, it's so broken. You went back to Battlefield, didn't you? Yes, and one thing we learned in 2020 is if you're going to put out a first-person shooter, you damn well have a PUBG Fortnite-style jump-in. And Battlefield now has one called um, Firestorm. So instead of a ring of gas, it's got a ring of fire that rolls Now, is that in. a free download? Yep, it's it's all in there. You jump in, you have no weapons. Cool thing is, because of all the uh, hell blue over Call of Duty, um, for those of you who don't know, Call of Duty is a money-hungry whore. Yes, it is. It's Every time they put out an retarded. update, they put out guns that are super powerful, and then they claim they're broken and they're working on a patch, but they'll happily sell you the gun pack for $20. And so all these kids are grabbing 20 bucks from their mom, and Activision's making a quick 100000 to a $1 million before they roll out the patch. And recently on a podcast, and a programmer slash ex-Activision employee came out and said, and it has since been confirmed through um, patent paperwork, Activision has uh, just filed patent on a piece of algorithm, if you will, that will take users who have a history of spending money on battle packs, buying the guns and the skins and all that, and especially if they have a high kill to death, oh, I'm sorry, 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 high score to death ratio, We'll get to that in a minute. If they have a high score-to-death ratio, or if you're playing the old one, kill-to-death ratio, and they'll put them on servers with kids or adults with a lower score-to-death ratio who have a history of not buying anything. So wait, let me get Let me understand. The people who, who spent money mm-hmm. to, to, and have been just uh, 
buying these guns and, and can slay left and right. They're now being put on there with the uh, kids who would never be picked for the basketball team. And not saying that these guns are making them better. These are just people who are good at the game, but they also buy the guns because they look cool and they have a little bit extra features. But they take them and put them on the game. And for those of you who have never played a first-person shooter, particularly Call of Duty, unless you're playing hardcore mode, which is all I play, but if you're playing regular core, whenever you get killed, they show that, I'm sorry, whenever you get eliminated, they show oh, the... Is that el- what it's called now, is eliminated? On Cold War, I'll get to that in a minute. Whenever you get eliminated, they show an elimination camera, i.e. they show you the screen of the person who eliminated you, and so you can see the gun they're using. And at the end of the match, they have the player of the game, and it'll show the last elimination. And so, what does this mean? Well, if you're taking two or three people who have a history of spending an inordinate amount of money on skins and guns with a higher elimination-to-death ratio, and you intentionally put them on a server with people who aren't as good, who have a history of spending no money, and then they see the elimination camera with the cool gun, they're hoping that encourages people to go out and spend $20 on battle packs. It's a money grab. So we went from a time and place where Halo would have, um, what they call that, um, their matchmaking was um, score-based or ability-based. Yes. So to make the, f- make the game fun, if you were rank 5, they would try to put you on a server with five, rank 5 to 10. They wouldn't put you on a rank with rank 30 to 50s. So that the game is fun. So that one guy's not running around eliminating everybody and making them feel stupid. Activision's like, fuck that. Let's take the highest ranked people with the best elimination of death ratio, put them on the server with the people who aren't as good, so and try to encourage those people to spend money on guns, thinking the guns are going to improve their gameplay. So as you know, I've been more of a Battlefield fan. Well, that's why I explained all that. When you play the new Battlefield Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing that comes up is a big disclaimer. We here at Battlefield think that all players should have this level playing field and enjoy the game. That's why nice. you, that's why you cannot bring any loadouts that you previously have put together and must use all guns found on the map. So though it's like a, a big slap to the face of Activision saying, Hey, we're aware you dickheads are doing this. Because even on, on our Warzone, game, some of the guns you find on the floor in the in the cases are, are some weird Gucci bullshit. Well, but the, but if you find them, that means everybody else can find them. But in Warzone, you can buy your loadout packs and then get your, your amped up guns. And you I, know when the new Battlefield game is going to actually come out? No, I'm not sure. But I do think it's funny. Everybody's complaining about the DMR, which means designated marksman rifle. Look, I get it. It's stupid that somebody can kill you from across the map with a Mac 10 that shoots 9mm rounds out of a 4-inch barrel. But the DMR is an M14 that shoots a 30-06 round. I'm sorry, but a 30-06 is going to kill you quicker than a 2-2-3 round. So that's not really too much of a, an inconsistency as far as the game goes. I will say on the Ring of Fire on the battlefield, it is kind of lame that all of a sudden now helicopters existed in 1944, but I digress. So they're still so it is World War. Now, is that part of... I got to reinstall Battlefield because I had to put it's it just out. It's just go to multiplayer and it says um, Firestorm. So when I reinstall it and go to multiplayer, I'll go to Firestorm. And it has you're in an airplane, you jump in, you mark where you want to land, you have Perfect. nothing. What in, kind of airplane are you in? Like is, a, it, is it period correct? Yeah, it looks like a German paratrooper plane. And right. Instead of one, they actually have like five or six of them, which is cool because when you parachute out, you'll kind of fly past another one. And you can't do the shit where you cut your cord and then redeploy, cut your cord, redeploy. 
And it's you mean the limitless uh, fucking parachute? Yeah, it's once you pull it, you're in an old school 1939 green olive drab green silk round parachute, and you're in for the ride if you if you were to play it some bitch too early. You know, I know it's all just video games, but at least it's a little closer to being real you know, reality. Yeah. So the new Battlefield game is coming out the holiday season of 2021 also known as Christmas shopping period, which probably means November. Apparently, it'll be one of six games EA will be released on machines between the beginning of April of 21 and March of 22. So it's taken them a while. Well, I was heavily into the Call of Duty Modern Warfare re-release. And yes, I was too. I, I, never, I hadn't played Call of Duty in years. Yes, because the other ones were garbage. And it was, and they basically reskinned some of the old ones. They brought some maps back. The guns are and great. And they broke it. Call of Duty... Uh, World of War, I'm um, not World of War. That was the last great game. Um, Cold War rolled out, and we got it for Christmas. And, okay, cool. $40 for the low one. Play multiplayer. You got Nuketown, reskin. Okay, there's a 12-year-old map we're charging full freight for. You got Raid, been upgraded. There's another 12-year-old map. And then they have, like, two or three other maps in the rotation for Battle Royal. I'm sorry, not Battle Royal, but regular multiplayer. Then they have one map for zombies, which is kind of cool. I didn't know for a while. It took me a, a while to discover um, Dirty Bomb, which is very uh-huh. battle royal, about uh, battlefield esque. Um, but you have like thirty eight vehicles on there, mm-hmm. and the only map that supports vehicles is the um, Dirty Bomb, which you can only use the motorcycle. So I don't know why we got boats and planes and all the shit that you can't use yet. So they basically charge a full freight for a half a game with uh, rolled out skins, um, rolled out maps from 12 years ago, and then guns that can you can use in Warzone that are both, ironically, you know, the two biggest guns that are quote-unquote broken right now that can kill everybody are both uh, interesting. Like shotguns? No, they're both can only be acquired through the purchasing of Cold War. Now, that's interesting. How could that possibly that be? So that if you only have Modern Warfare and Warzone, and you want to level the playing field and get the same guns everybody's destroying your ass with, you got to go out and spend $40 on another game that you probably won't play. Well, so, it sounds like Battlefield 6 is going is what it's going to be called, and it's going to be more modern. I really would like to see a 2143. Yeah, that would be great. You well, know, let, let's skip back to the future, but, you know... They're, they're saying it could be a World War Three type setting, which is the way we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, it'll be maybe Red Dawn style. But we'll see. You well, Nugget and I were trying to play Cold War, and we're trying to play with you. Um, game kept freezing up. Your guys' mm-hmm. games would load. Mine would just freeze out and kick out. Um, that happened multiple times. The other night, we were playing with my buddy James. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't hear Nugget. Her headset would not show up on mine. I wasn't blocked. She didn't have me blocked. We switched over to Modern Warfare. They worked fine. Switched back over to Cold War. James could hear. She couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear her. And then Which just kept game freezing do you up. think the, the physics may be more realistic or harder to deal with? I think I think uh, Cold War is easier. When I, when I, the first time I played Cold War, I played in the mall. I, I was like first place, like 20, 23 eliminations. But typically, I'm talking between the two platforms, Battlefield and, Col- and COD. I always thought Battlefield was harder to hit. Battlefield hit is harder because it's a wider map, but play Battlefield for like a week and then go back and play Call, Do- play Call of Duty and you'll dominate Call of Duty because it's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. Now, back, on my back to the can. nicer, cleaner Call of Duty, which is Warzone. It clearly has been in production throughout 2020 and 2019. Mm-hmm. They have removed the word kill from the game. 
you play Modern Warfare and kill streaks are still there. You got kill to death ratio. Now on Cold War, it's eliminations and score streaks. So now you don't kill people, you eliminate them, and your score gets to a certain number, and then you get your score streaks, i.e., your UAVs, your um, sentry guns, your grenades, this, and that, and everything. Here's the funny part when you play the campaign mode, which one thing Call of Duty's always done a good job at, per se, is the campaign mode. If you don't mind the worn out template of, okay, this map you gotta not be seen, this map you gotta snipe. So that worn out 15 year old template's still there. They don't really force the sniping one too much, which is good. Nothing got worse than having to crawl people, crawl 500 yards and sniping prone. But you do have to do the unforeseen. Well, maybe you have to do a snipe map. I haven't completed the campaign mode. But you know the real quick the game <clears throat> go ahead uh the games i always thought was incredibly difficult was the ghost recons yes those were too damn hard that's why they never blew up so when you create your character on campaign mode they ask you to put in a first name and last name which is kind of cool so on the splash screens they'll say your first name then they'll say bell which is the generic code name and then they redact it by taking a sharpie and marking that all out and so when you're creating your character even though as far as i've seen they never show them with the exception of your hands you create a skin tone, which is cool. And then you create a gender. Guess what your gender options are in Call of Duty? Cold War. It takes place in 1984. Him, her, or they? No. Male, female, or non-binary. No, that is your they. Is your bi- Even though they don't show the character, so it really wouldn't matter what sex them, him, her, or her, or they are. But I just, it's just... Is non-binary even permitted in the military? Uh, well, this isn't military. This is, well... I know, Did they funny. have females on the front line of World War II? Other yeah, than the nursing? Let's yeah. go back to battlefields. <laughs> yeah. And so, like... not only do we have a game that's entire purpose is to kill people and that we remove the phrase kill from, replace with eliminate, which you can say, well, that's the code word that they use water. What? Shut the fuck up. And now you so have... the next mass shooter teenager is going to just eliminate kids? Yeah, pretty much. And Sorry, so that was a little rough. Where's your fucking Tom McDonald thing? Yeah, let me pull that up. Yeah, disclaimer. Bebop's finally signed she wants back in the room, but I told her if she leaves, she can't. Hi, my up. name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably he did it again. Cause trouble. Hurt someone's What'd feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be yeah. mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write oh, Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. And so despite the fact that uh, two copies of Call of Duty were purchased in this house, um, yesterday we said fuck it and started playing uh, Battlefield again. And Nugget was enjoying it. I was having a great time. So today I haven't even turned Call of Duty on. Um, we just did Battlefield. Are you ready to do your news, Gordon? Yeah, let's do the news. Yo. Oops. Joining us now from the Digital uh, 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Check it out. Of course, Don's walked away without his headphones, so he may not be able to comment. I'll give him just a second to deal with old Bailey. My dog is far cuter. <clears throat> anyway, so... A reform, a re, a remorseful man. <laughs> don't you love when I just this, leave the show in your hands? Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, 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 a remorseful I, man returns statues stolen sword after not one, not two, not ten, not twenty, but forty years. Westfield, Massachusetts. Where does one store a stolen statue for forty years? We're going. Well, it's the sword from a statue. It's not even the whole oh. statue. 
So a veteran returned to a sword he stole from a statue of a Revolutionary War general 40-some-odd years ago. Miles will keep it now. Nobody cares. They're going to stare that statue down anyway. Telling the head of the Massachusetts Town Historical Commission had he regretted taking it. So for 40 years, he's had this sitting on his head, this regret, this dread. If uh, you guys don't mind, I like to take the floor. Um, we all get older and regret some of the life decisions we made when mm-hmm. we're younger. Maybe when we're in our 20s. There was a drunken night back in May. 1973, I had to do the quick math there, and uh, upon a dare, nay, a double dog dare, now everybody knows you cannot back down from a double dog dare, a friend of mine called off the truck Tony, double dog dared me to get nude, running through town, yelling with a condom on my head, yelling, look at me, look at me, I'm a squid, and then steal a sword off of a certain statue, and now at my finer age... Condom was a bad idea. Couldn't breathe. But I digress. I want to present to you this sword. Plink. However, your math is wrong. That was 1980. Uh, <laughs> you said 40. Yeah, I was born in 78. I'm 42. Yep, 1980. But anyhow. 1980. So, Cindy P. Gaylord. There's not a name you hear very often. Gaylord is the chair Popper. of Westfield's Historical Commission. Said a man contacted the city hall. Westfield saying that he had stolen from the town statue of General William Shepard in the year 1980. This would be the Springfield, according to the Springfield Republican. Gaylord agreed to give the man an anonymity. 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 returned a bronze sword. So it's not steel. It's not stone. It's actually bronze. And arranged for him and his wife to drop it off at her home. How much? How many pounds does a bronze sword weigh? That's a good weigh? question. According to Gaylord, he had a great deal of shame and remorse. And they heard him coming when the forklift was backing up. Beep, beep, beep. He, he, must have, he must have spent a lot of time in his alcohol over this one. He is a veteran and told me the fact that he did this to another soldier troubled him. He wants the story printed to remind people that something you do in your youth can haunt you for the rest of your life. The man who Gaylord described as a great big bear of a guy told her he must write a Harley. Big told her job. that uh, he had worked at a bar in town while he was enrolled as a student in Westfield. State I think he University. just explained what happened. <laughs> Go ahead. After the night of drinking, with the condom running through town naked, yelling, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm a squid!" Uh huh. He and a group of friends went to steal the sword, which he said he wrenched loose with just his own strength. Well, that alone says he should have it. It's the sword and the stone. Yep. Excalibur. He was worthy. He was worthy. With when when they realized that they had done the next what they have done the next morning. So this is like the movie Hangover now, mm-hmm. except that stretched out forty years. They were not sure how to return the sword without facing consequences. The stolen sword was replaced with the help of a local sculptor, and paid for by an anonymous donor. Hmm. According to the newspaper, the return sword is likely to be preserved by a local museum. So a little bit about Shepard, the statue of the guy whose sword was absconded. He was born in the 1730s and fought as a militiaman and soldier in multiple wars, including the Revolutionary War. 
So this is a bronze statue that was erected of him in 1919. It's been around for a while. But I want to move on. What did they put in his hand in all these years? Uh, I think they replaced it with another sword. So now he's got two. He could do a wield. Hmm. LaGrange, Indiana. LaGrange, Indiana is... Well, no, it's easy top song. I don't know, but evidently LaGrange, Indiana has something against hippies. Who doesn't? However, fucking hippies. After 50 years, hippies are now welcome. They revoked their no hippie laws. They so took down their signs, hippies, no hippies, and Chinamen through the back. Yeah, took pretty down much. Signs. Celestials. Celestials. Uh, Damn it, Lou. Go out the back door. Hang die. <laughs> Switch Indiana has repealed a 1971 law that was intended to block huge gatherings, huge, like the 1969 Woodstock Music Festival that was held in New York State. What if it was an Up up With The People concert? Weren't they a Christian band? According to County Commissioner Dennis Kratz, he called it, I called it, our anti-hippie ordinance. The ordinance regulated large gatherings, so not a whole lot of hacky sacking going on there, that lasted more than 12 hours and involved more than 500 people. Hmm. So there's no uh, no Lollapalooza either, apparently. Nope. No the law rock. recently dropped as a part of an effort to repeal ordinances that have no practical use but have been kept on the books for as long as 100 years, and we know a lot of towns have this shit. Shit, honey, get my bus ticket to LaGrange, Indiana. We're going to party. <laughs> What's the population of LaGrange, Indiana? Especially since certain traffic restrictions, according to county attorney Kurt Bachman. Overdrive? And this lasted about three years to, to figure out what to get rid of. There the, was there were, during that process, lots of us that made us go, what? The population of LaGrange, Indiana in 2010 was 2,625 people. And, and they're worried located- about hippies? <laughs> Yeah, and it's located on the northern Indiana border, right along. With, it's the Michigan people. They're trying to keep Michigan out. Have you met those hippies from Michigan? Well, some steep anyway. prices for hotel rooms in Lagrange at one hundred eleven dollars a night. Boys in Blue have been getting a bad rap this year. Would you agree? Sure. I haven't heard that phrase since the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. But go ahead. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm dusting off the nineties a little more. Police officer. Decides to pay for a shoplifting suspect's holiday dinner. Good on him. This is coming out of Somerset, Massachusetts, where a Massachusetts police officer declined to charge two women. Suspects is plural, by the way. Two women that it was accused of trying to steal groceries for children. For the children, I'm sorry. Children's. And instead bought them a Christmas dinner. Somerset officer Matt Lima responded to a report of shoplifting on December the 20th at a place called Stop and Shop. Hammer turkey. Don't know yet. What did you have for Christmas? Oh, you had euros or some shit, didn't you? I had turkey, motherfucker. I had ham. Uh, Turkey's Thanksgiving. Come on. I had a spiraled ham. You know, I am in a multicultural family, so I have to change it up a little bit. Yeah, hence the euros. Actually, I had a euro... On Sunday, I had a euro from the German guard last week, and that is the last shitty meal I'm going to eat. As Don is bailing, and I can't communicate with him because the dog is evidently taking more importances. Anyway, so 
as I was saying, I had a gyro on Sunday, uh-huh. and uh, it was the last garbage we ate, and it tasted. I tell you what, bread just don't taste good. So that being said, update. Update. We, How many pounds? We stepped you know? on the weight. We stepped on the scale after the season of shame, the two mm-hmm. weeks of ha- having some crappy food, and I'm happy to report I did not gain any weight. Nor did I lose any weight. Yeah, so I held a, steady. I'm at a now net I'm zero. back on it. Yeah, I'm at a know? net zero gain loss for the entire year. I'm I will take that. I was expecting to gain five pounds, and I didn't. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so Somerset, that back to the story at hand. Somerset officer Matt Lima responded to the uh, report of shoplifting at that stop and shop where two women with two young children were accused of putting groceries into bags at the shelf in the, the self-checkout kiosk. Without scanning them, one for me, the two youths, one for you, two for me. Remember that old uh, Looney Tunes where they're counting out like that? It was like the gangsters, mm-hmm. one for you, two where'd for you me. hide the dough, rabbit? Yeah, see, yeah. yeah, see. The women said they had fallen on hard times. Well, yeah, a lot of people have. They're waiting on that six hundred dollars that they fucking held out. Six hundred dollars. They want the two K. Oh, by the way, did you hear that Biden basically said, "Hey." If you vote for the Democrat uh, senators, we will get you your $2,000. Mighty white up. Um, that sounds like that's illegal. Anyway, uh, the women said that they've fallen on hard times, blah, blah, blah. Lima said they reminded uh, this reminded him of his own children and used his money to buy $250 in grocery gift cards for these Aww. folks. So, you know what? Some good things come out of, uh, you know, the, the, the gift of giving. Definitely shines through, uh, and I wanted to end this news before you end the newscast with that. Story. Before you end the newscast with that, or oh, you already ended it. Yeah. This uh, uh, this segment of the news is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all Southwest Florida since 2004. So give them a call if you need any help. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. They can help you out with two-form authentication, online backups, antivirus protection, server rollouts. That right? If you're uh, still hanging on to server. 2008 or uh, 2012 microsoft's starting to discontinue that nonsense so you need to upgrade post haste give them a call 239-283-1120 even if you live outside of the area they can help you as long as you have internet connectivity to your device give them a call 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com and as always please head over to d-410.com click on that big beautiful orange patreon link sign up the dollar a month um and um you know, you get exclusive act- access to um, the OG5 podcast. Um, got a new camera coming, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the YouTube channel videos are going to increase. I'm going to start doing some more exclusive video content for the uh, pa- Patreon. We really got to get on the ball with protecting and showing love to our Patreon folks. If you guys want a sticker for the uh, What's Your Head podcast, you want an OG5 sticker, whether it's the digital 410 sticker, all my logos are missing from the video today, send us an email. I'll send them to you for free. And a little hint, um, if I'm going to pay uh, 35 cents to mail you a sticker, you may get more than one. Uh, email us info at d-410.com. That is info at d-410.com. If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several years, the whiskey will get better. Same is not true for people. That's going to wrap it up for the first episode of 2021. If you guys want to find out what we did on New Year's Eve, even if you're not OG5 members, head over to YouTube.com. Look up for the Digital 410 channel, and you can hear all the uh, silliness that Gordon and I did on New Year's Eve because, well, we did a live podcast. We streamed it directly to YouTube. 
Usually our Patreon uh, content is exclusive to OG5 members, but uh, we figured for New Year's Eve, why not share it with the love with everybody? So head over to YouTube.com, look for Digital 410. Please like, subscribe, and while you're there, look for Analog 410. Like, subscribe to that. And um, as always, head over to D-410.com. You can click on a social link to find all the links to our social media pages and all that good stuff. Gordon, you have any parting words for our audience tonight? Let's try to be positive this year, guys. Uh, I know we went through, we, we got our asses kicked in 2020. Let's move forward with 2021. I know it's still a shit show, but let's, uh, let's treat each other like human beings. And remember, if you never get out of your comfort zone, you'll never get out of bed. So get up, challenge yourself, and make yourself a better human being and maybe a pillar to your society. For Gordon, Martin Marzika, and myself, thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>